that time again. Can't you feel it, my friends? The band's here playing all the right chords. It's the night of nights, so everyone hop aboard for the DCOM. The DCOM Choice Awards. Welcome, everybody, to the DCOM Choice Awards, the second annual DCOM Choice Awards. I want you guys to know, real quick, Luke didn't tell me there was going to be a song. Nope. He just busted that out with no warning. (laughs) I practiced that a lot today. (laughs) That's sad. And my trumpet solo, I bet you thought I practiced that for weeks. Totally improvised. That's because you're, you're the real performer. I bring to the table. Thank no, me well, later, boys. We, we didn't plan for musical number. You the first, did. No, you no, no, no. We didn't plan for a musical number during the first DCOM Choice Awards, so I wanted to put some forethought into this one because I just kind of half-assed threw it off the cuff the first time. I took it serious. I hope you all enjoyed. Yeah, and he didn't tell me. So. No, mm-hmm. this was totally my thing, and it was it was beautiful. And you missed out I, on I, my I saw, voice, guys. My singing, I saw, beautiful you, singing. Do you want to sing the song? next year yeah I, all right i'm holding i'll it to do that. a dance also <laughs> that i i've expressed myself best in the form of dance <laughs> this medium doesn't i'm more of a lover it. not a fighter I, I'm, I'm more of a dancer audience a it's your job next year emma has to sing uh, the decom awards entrance music otherwise riot anyway so this is second annual decom choice awards as always we are your hosts for this evening. Uh, Lucas. Kimberly. What? My name is Emma. Why? <laughs> I don't know. What if we got a celebrity host? Maybe it's Kimberly J. Brown. <laughs> that would be really... I would love if Kimberly I'm J. Brown... I'm sorry if I tricked host. you guys. I would love it if Kimberly J. Brown came on the show and hosted the awards with us. If she was like, all right, if we actually got a celebrity oh, host. I thought you were going to say you wanted to replace me with Kimberly no, J. Brown. No. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't Sarah Paxton you. That was uh, fucked up, guys. Well, we're, you're going to hear about that in a couple <laughs> months, folks. So it's our anniversary once again. And as always, we like to commemorate the occasion by giving out a few awards to characters, things, whatever, from the past 12 movies we have reviewed. So for those of you listening at home, that is High School Musical through Johnny Capahala back on board. Bonus episodes not included. And, and as always, of course, we put the polls up on Twitter to let you guys vote. And the way this is decided, in case you're new around here, is I have a vote. Emma has a vote, and then you guys have a vote based on what y'all thought of the Twitter polls. But my vote counts the most. <laughs> you always remember say that. that. Did I say that last time? You absolutely did. Because I was right. That is something like that. But let's just hop right in with our first category, and always one of the best categories. Category one. It's a decom staple. It's a decom staple. The worst parents. It's a race to the bottom, folks, as it's, it always and is. And it's always such it's always such a race that I have to narrow down. I have to make cuts for the worst parents. I don't even awards. think there are good parents. I mean, I know there is a be- best parent category, but I, they don't even jump to mind in a way that like 15 different terrible parents jump to mind. That's the problem with being remem- being a good parent in Disney Channel originally. No one remembers you. Nice guys finish last. Heroes get remembered, but bad parents never die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so our nominees this year are the Johnsons from The Luck of the Irish, who hid from their son. Terrible parents. (laughs) All the magic stuff, and then it screwed them over in the end. And terrible at hiding things Yeah, just all, in general, a family of idiots, if I'm not being quite frank. The Penningtons from Avalon High. Psychotic monsters. That just moved their child around the country because they thought King Arthur, thought King Arthur was coming back. Conspiracy theorists. For conspiracy 
theory. Were they right? That's not important. That's not the point. And also, even if the fact they were right, they didn't know that their daughter was King couldn't Arthur. Couldn't figure that out. And right they're, like the two, they're the two people on the planet who believed that, and they right couldn't figure that nose. out. Then we have Neil Morris from Dadnapped, the author father. That guy sucked. That he was rough. She wanted to hang out with him so bad, and I was like, I'd rather hang out with any other person in the universe. He, yeah, I, I love uh, the actor, but... God, they wrote him to be just a major dickhead in that movie. Exactly. And also, that movie was just terrible all around. And lastly, we have Keith Bartlett from Read It and Weep, the pizza overlord what himself. What were his crimes besides making bad pizza? He, making bad pizza and running his family into financial no, ruin. No, yes. no, no. Yes. He was struggling. No, they were running out of money because, he, because he would not... I don't agree with he this. He would not make normal pizza. Emma, I showed you all of these nominees before. And I didn't read it because yes, I didn't you want did. to. No, Emma and I... Are are currently sharing an apartment for a couple for like a month and i put the computer in front of her and i said do these look okay she looked at each one and said yes i she didn't can, actually read it you cannot make that excuse this time i had a place to be i was like yeah for sure that's not the point emma do you want to vote first yes i think my vote is for the johnsons from luck of the irish because that was fucking psychotic <laughs> and they had no plan b for when he would eventually figure out he was a leprechaun besides saying they're from cleveland i don't know i like their marriage they didn't seem to be really in love with each other yeah they literally ran away together they did their families didn't they want the them to Romeo get married. They were Romeo and Juliet of the potato chip industry. But <laughs> they were the They Romeo. were not good parents. <laughs> no. They, like, I get that you need to be secretive when it comes to, you know, leprechaun magic. But, like, when you have to have your son carry the most important thing of, your, you know, of, you know, your whole scene and all of your powers and whatnot, maybe let him know. I just, if they were better at lying, also I would have liked them more. Yeah. They really, everyone. Sucked at lying. Everyone just needs to be better at lying. Sucked at lying. Um, I would say the Pennington's, but I actually like those quirky weirdos. They had they were house. They were fun. They beautiful were fun. Beautiful house. Um, for me, personally, I know you said you don't think Keith Barthel belongs on this list. I don't. I think he was a good dad. I'm sorry he's poor. Like, I'm sorry he Not can't help poor, poor. It's just that he was making... Lena, there was no narrative that he was rich and then, like, threw that on a pizza pipe dream. No, like, but... Like, this is just his job and he's bad at it. Like, sorry. I, I understand. Yeah, that's You're the not thing. good at a lot he of things. No to, one's mad at he you. He refused to take the advice of his family and say, just make normal pizza so people he will buy dream. it. He had a dream. He had a dream. I'm not getting into this with you. Anyway, um, my vote, personally... Um, definitely goes to the Morris from Dad Napped. Because here's the thing. I feel like for a lot of these characters, we assign them bad parents as watchers of the movie. In fiction of the film, he's, he's a, a terrible, terrible parent. Father. He knows nothing about his daughter. No. Doesn't want to spend time All with her. All because of like weird like YA book fame, which is like not yeah. a fucking thing unless you wrote Twilight, <laughs> you loser. Unless, like, yeah, unless you wrote like an incredibly successful and just like, like he knows his character. He, that he got could, off on his own fake fame. I could I'm see gonna, that in his eyes. I'm not, yeah. And also like that whole thing was like, you were trip zoom the whole time, honey. Like, no, that's not how that works. Didn't, well, that was, they didn't set that up. Okay, no, so you up. are dad napped. I am luck of the Irish and the audience voted what? Audience decided to be on my side, baby. They gave it to Neil Morris from dad nap. This was the audience that also picked Suzy Q, so... <laughs> that, okay. Take that with a grain of salt. You're not wrong. Uh, number two, but of course the polar op- opposite of that, is the best parents. I know where I'm voting. That's because Emma just saw the names. Um, but so, best parent from the past year of DCOMs. Number one, Coach Bolton from High School Musical. Now, <laughs> I, know, now I know what you're thinking here. I, well, how is he the best parent? He's stifling Troy's dreams. But here's the thing. He learns by the end. He changes. And sometimes the performance is so transcendent. <laughs> he changes by the end and becomes a better parent by the yeah. end of the film. 
And that's an impressive arc for a parent to have in a Disney Channel original movie. And it's the best performance in DCOM history. <laughs> also that. We should get we should get the guy that played Coach Bolton to host the DCOM Choice Awards. He will next. straight up come on. <laughs> he tweets about High School Musical incessantly. He does. I've seen it, yes. It's his favorite thing. I mean, isn't, you that, that, tweet the other isn't day that amazing, was, though? He tweeted the other day. It was like, I would just really want to get another big movie role. So that then when people refer to me, they'll be like, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know his real name. But it's like, they'll be like, so-and-so from the movie Blah, Blah. And he's like, and then I can correct them and go, no. no. It's Coach Bolton from High School Musical. Because he wants to be known for this role. And he that lives it he loves it he stands in his truth i love it i'm sorry he's all in it together and i love that <laughs> fucking guy he, he does he is absolutely all in it together um but so that he's for we are tortured. all right <laughs> calm down <laughs> next up connie torres from also Camp Rock, mitchy's mom if this was if coach bolton wasn't sitting in the top of this bracket <laughs> in any other in any other awards ceremony she'd sweep um then we have Catherine blake from freaky friday this i was i liked her but she's i liked in the same i liked league. her and i was diff i was actually not sure if i wanted part of that because remember how mean she was but at the beginning I didn't really but care. then I, then i had the same thing she goes through challenge she side. overcomes it she becomes stronger by the her end her daughter sucked <laughs> but i she's nowhere near the neck the top two of this bracket. and then we have mr callum from cowbells who again was i was not sure don't remember who the fuck that is. i was i'm gonna say well, two words and you're gonna immediately remember who i'm talking about Butterfly trip. He wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> Emma, what do I always say? It's really hard to find people to put on best parent. Oh, the pickings are slim. But, here's, but like, because here's the thing. He was not a bad guy. He was a little stupid because he went on a butterfly trip and I mean, got his money stolen. I don't know stolen. what kind of guy he was. I never fucking saw him. <laughs> he's in the beginning and the he end. He could be a That's... pedophile for all I know. That could have been a trip somewhere else. He's not in the movie that much, but he knows the value of hard work and he wants that to impart that to his daughters and I thought he was okay. He and, spoiled them. And when you're trying to find a good parent, parent and in the decom barrel sometimes you gotta scrape. I understand scrape. you're scraping the bottom of a very 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 terrible barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys, Luke, you can vote first. Yeah, I vote first now. Only that climatic, climatic. This is difficult for me because I lo- everybody loves Coach Bolton. I, of course we do. But honestly, I really liked Connie in Camp Rock. I had a feeling you would do this. But she's, because, like, I feel like she got the shaft, because her daughter was, like, ashamed of her and all that stuff, and we didn't really get resolution on that. This is, like, the decom equivalent of voting for Jill Stein. <laughs> we all know where this is going. We know who the winner is. Who do you think the audience voted for, Emma? I would hope you dumb fucks voted for <laughs> Coach Bolton. I, I, will, I will find out. The patriarch but... of East High. Wildcats. <sighs> get your head in the game. Yeah, you know, here, because, you know, Here's, no, here's the thing, Luke. You know, here's the thing. Yes. In the universe of decomps, is she an amazing mother? Yes. Yes. Is the actress fantastic? 100% yes. If you screamed Camp Rock at her in the street, would she yell back at you? No. Probably not. Would Coach Bolton, if you said Wildcats, would he say Also, I just remembered his real name is Bart Johnson, and you're absolutely correct. I'm Okay, here's what I'll say. I will give. I will join you and Coach Bolton because the, my problem with picking Connie is she's great, but she's just not as part of the story enough yes. to really garner it. And whereas Coach Bolton Coach, is the story, he's right there with Troy, learning about himself and about his son, and he's there in all the other movies. He, he has conflict with yeah, with he's Darvis. The, he's the person he goes. Troy goes to to talk about his feelings and his emotions, and it's a, all all of them are amazing scenes. He is in a way like the. The He's the heart of the franchise, let's just say. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. Is he the best actor? Yes. Is he, like, the epitome of also, like, the central conflict? Because, like, Troy can't tell his dad because it's, like, the basketball thing. Like, Mitchie's mom just doesn't play 
like you feel bad, but she is on the sidelines. The central conflict mm-hmm. between her and these popular girls and like that class divide and then the, the had, had they given us resolution on her lying about who her mom was and all that stuff and like had them fight and then come back together, it dev- it might she might have pulled it off, but because uh she's just not in the narrative enough. I'm going with Emma. Thank I presume you. Emma. I'm even voted the yet. right I'm side of history. For- as you guys could all guess, my vote is for Coach Bolton. Wildcats, get, get your, your head, head in the, in the game. game. So that's- what are those two doing in a tree? That is true. Emma, who do you think won the best parent? If ball? it wasn't Coach Bolton, I'll fucking kill you guys. Connie Torres won. 68%. Coach Bolton was not second, but Connie Torres. 68%. Connie Torres won by a wide margin. I they they recognize she's good. Emma's getting up and walking away. I just need a minute, you guys. I'll come back. I'll come back. I just need a second. All I right. just need one second to sit with what you people have done. She's and literally think about it. She's literally walking I'm away. I'm walking out. I'm walking. She's walking away. I, you know what? I know. Don't worry, guys. I know exactly how to bring her out. Let's talk about best original song. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. So Coach Bolton takes best parent two to one. Sorry, folks, but that's why we host these things. I think she's getting more wine. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I have to get another drink, you guys. Hope you feel good about that. Hope you feel good about driving me to drink with your bad opinions. Coach Bolton still won, Emma. We are the writers of this history. It's How fine. many people voted in that? Do we have their names and addresses? <laughs> no, I didn't dox them. Oh, um, we need to remember to start doxing. 76 people voted in that. So if you want to do the math. It's a lot um, of houses I could drive to tonight. Let's hurry up. Let's move on. Best original song. Um... Number one choice. Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> I might have to leave again. Yeah, because that's... these are my two favorite songs. Yeah, Emma, I, I, I literally, <laughs> I when I was putting this list together, I couldn't remember the name of one of these songs. And I looked at Emma and said, what's the name of the song? And she said, this is me from Camp Rock. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then five minutes later, she was like, this is... And then I sang it for is... 20 minutes. That's absolutely what happened. Okay, so first one, though. This All oh, right, first one. Breaking Free from High School Musical. The song of a generation. Should I sing it for you guys? No, let's please forgot. not. Let's please so not. No, you're, save your singing for next year. Save your singing for next year. <laughs> Are you trying to sing both parts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, then, and then number two, This Is Me from Camp Rock. This is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. Are we including this song to be the version at the end when yes. it's around with yes. Joe Jonas, where it's like, I gotta yes, because, find because, you. Because I believe on the sound, soundtrack, that's the- I need to the, find you. Because I think on the soundtrack, that's the official version you find. Okay. And also because I think that's the only one that's technically performed. All the other ones are just like, she hums a couple bars and sings and just does a bit. This is the only time she performs This Is Me fully. And of course, the part where Joe Jonas comes in and changed all of her lives forever. Yes. Um, so there's that. Then there's um, Biology from Freaky Friday. And on the ride from Cowbells. Not gonna lie to you guys, took me a little bit Can't to dig up. Sing either of t- those. T- took me a little bit to dig up some songs to also put on here. But let's be real, it doesn't matter. They never stood a chance they, between <laughs> these two. Titans. I didn't realize that we were gonna do on something. the ride is also not even performed in the film. It was released alongside. They the had film, an Ellie and AJ but I movie had to without count. a musical performance. <laughs> they did do that. We will never be able to top how insane of a choice that was. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. So let's just be real. There's two contestants in this category you mm-hmm. feel you got two butts in seats but those two they don't matter no um 
I didn't realize that what with the schedule that we had done because I don't pay attention to anything. No, nope. is that we were gonna at the end of this season? Is that what we call it? Yeah, season. That we were going to be pitting Camp Rock and High School Musical I mean, against I'm, each other, I, which is an insane I idea. Mean, Emma, when you said you wanted to do Camp Rock, I said we should save it for uh, to do for an anniversary episode. And you said no, the Joe Bros are back. We got to do it now. And I was like. Okay, I can't leave. And I don't regret that I choice. I can't stop you. You sound like you're regretting it right now. I'm just regretting having to pick. But I mean, it's something that has to be done. Like, some wars have to be fought. And That's like, true. like, sometimes you have to say controversial things. And like, so yeah, there's going to be lines drawn in the sand between Camp Rock and High School Musical. Tonight, yes, we're going to get in some fights. Well, Emma, you have the first vote. <laughs> should I lead with, should I say what the audience voted for first? No, and, no, no, that'll no. sway me. Okay, that'll okay. That I is, I did, I did, I did actually have the polls up on my computer, but then I realized Emma's very subjective, subjectable, and she wants to be popular. So if she saw what people voted for, I she'd desperately be more want to be like. Yes, exactly. As much as I, I need to remove the story and the characters. This is just and, about and the song. I just need to go to the beat, like dun dun dun. Like I need to just think about the beat, and if I'm thinking about it as a song purely, it's breaking free. Breaking free. Yeah. It's okay. a tough, it's, it's an incredibly tough choice for me to make, but breaking free slaps a little harder. Okay, so I'm going to say something, and I might want to remember what you just said about making, we're going to make some hard opinions tonight, and that's okay. We're in this space. It's fine. Breaking free is not my favorite song in High School Musical. I know. I like, there's, I mean, status quo, get your head in the game. They're all amazing. I do freaking. Uh, start of something new, any of them. Start of something new is quite literally an asshole. I love on the crotch of humanity. I love the start of something new. It's by your tongue, and I'm, that is why no one likes you because that's a bad opinion. <laughs> bop to the top, freaking bop to the top, bop, bop, bop to the top. Actually, if you had to ask me, my favorite song from the first High musical is actually the Ryan and Sharpay version of what I've been looking for, <laughs> the jazzed up version of that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is I think. I put break because it's the song with the most but it, heart. But we're not emotion. judging it against the other songs in HSM. You right, need to but judge I'm it saying against this is me. And I'm saying, and I'm not judging, but I'm saying that's why I'm voting this is me because this is me is the best part of Camp Rock, and it's a beautiful. It completes Mitchie's arc, and when Joe Jonas comes in, how did I, this happen? You like I, High School Musical, and I like Camp Rock I, more. I, <laughs> two steps forward, I take two, two steps, steps back. back. Opposite attract. <laughs> Ooh, um, what a paradox. Yeah, I'm going, this is me from Camp Rock. What did the audience vote? Guys, don't let me down again. I'm going uh, to tilt my computer so I can't see. Well, what did it affect me seeing now? I already voted. Oh, that's a fair point. And the winner, with two votes to one, is breaking free from Thank you, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I feel like I'm going to cry. First of all. You do look like you're waiting for someone to hand you a statue. I, I got nervous for a second. <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, thank you to God. And by God, I do mean Coach Bolton for all of my opportunities in life. Thank you to Mrs. Darbus for putting this on. This musical doesn't make any sense. I'm terrible <laughs> And it's beautiful movie. because of it. It's beautiful. Mwah, mwah, mwah. All right. And thank you to all of you for voting. Yes. Thank you. For, we should say that. Right Thank you for everyone for voting for everything. Not necessarily for her thing. Anyway, um, let's move on now that we've gone through that gauntlet. My Worst girl. protagonist. All of them. I knew. <laughs> no, we had some good ones this year, I think. But let's start. We always like to start with negatives here on oh, the Decom Choice Awards. I, I know because it's the first one. Um, I would be surprised if it's is it not her. No. Oh, okay. Stupid um, bitch. 
Okay. <laughs> Number one of worst protagonist is Gabriella Montez from High School Musical. Oh, it's worst protagonist? Worst protagonist. Oh, uh, best protagonist. I said worst like three times. I'm sorry. Worst, worst protagonist. First up, Gabriella Montez yeah, from High School Musical. <laughs> um, and I feel bad because like, I, look, <laughs> it's not her fault. It's a, it's a little her fault. Look. And to be, I feel bad. It's two people's fault. They gave her nothing. They to gave work her with. nothing to work with, and she's also bad. So there's the she's those, better in the sequel, and they gave her stuff to work with. She had way more to work with in two and three, and she does a little bit rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. But this is just not. It's not anyone's her movie. best. Work. Not not her it's movie. It's not her movie. Um, but I also I'm saying if I, you watch this movie and don't fast forward her solo scene in the halls. I don't trust you. <laughs> um, which, funnily enough, Gabrielle does not trust Troy at that point. Um, I don't even know what she's talking about. I fast forward it every time. Um, but I feel bad putting her because she's. I mean, you could really Troy's kind of the protagonist of that movie, but I think she has enough. No, it's it's a it's a it's a two prong. It's one. two prong, yeah. Because like it's like her friends just matter as much like as his do, and it's a love story. Yeah, she has enough scenes where it's just focused on her yeah. that I think she counts. As a protagonist, not supporting I would, character. I, there are very few movies like that, but I would. Mm-hmm. And it's also like the movie starts with them meeting. Like it, it's not like he has any really more that much more screen time because mm-hmm. it's like it's not like he goes to school, and meets her three quarter or one quarter, and they meet at the lodge. Her parents, his parents, her interests, his interests. It's pretty evenly split, actually. It is. It's a good split. But uh, number two, Allie Pennington from Avalon High. I liked her. I, I feel like in the episode you did not. But I like this actress. Well, that's not the same thing. Then number three, Charlie Boyle from Genius. Fuck that Also, kid. I'm just realizing he has the same name as Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Charles Boyle. Well, they're both annoying and short. <laughs> yeah, but he does it funny on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, Charlie Boyle is not funny or charming no. in any way, shape, or form. No part of the movie And lastly, funny. Jameson Bartlett from Weed it, Read It and Weep. I didn't dislike her that much. Uh, she was very challenging for me, personally. And again, I feel like when I say things, and you're like, I don't get why that's on here. You've seen these beforehand. You're not the audience. Luke really, I have really the first overestimates vote. my powers of retention, doesn't he, guys? I have the first vote. And for me, personally, it's an easy pick for Charlie Boyle. Charlie Boyle sucks. I hated him. And also, he's kind of a creepy pervert. Because his whole thing in college is he wants to creep on a... Eighth grade girl, and he smells her hair. Well, he's he, also in the eighth grade, you weirdo. Yes, but he, but I was in eighth grade once. I didn't sneakily smell girls' hair. Good point. Mm-hmm. Don't want to. And that. I didn't lie. Please don't do that. And I didn't lie to them about who I was and wear leather and sunglasses. Don't do that either. And uh, make stupid pranks and he jokes. He was so not cute, and not funny. No, he was not charming in any way, shape, or form. That's my vote, Emma. As I said before, both on Twitter in person. At dinners. She sounds like she's at a press conference. At meetings that I haven't been invited to, um, on the street, in a plane, in a train. You've gone if you're a Gabriella girl, just come. Let's talk. Let's <laughs> let's talk. Who? What child watched that movie and was like, I am. I am so drawn to the dynamic character and joy de vivre of Gabriella Montez. She is a cardboard cutout of a woman. She has literally no motivations. Every vo- thing she does is, I like Trey. It's on this weird whispered baby voice. Why is she like, yeah, not that I, just, I have to go to this. Oh, it's stick to status quo. It sucks. And she sucks. And it's bad. It's not Vanessa Hudgens' fault. It's not Vanessa Hudgens' fault. It's, I have the utmost respect for Vanessa Ann Hudgens and her single sneaker night. 
But I hate Gabriella Montez. Sneaker night? It's all right. It's sneaker night. <laughs> I have never heard that. We're gonna make him watch a video later. I ladies. thought she did. I thought she did a, the. She, Baby, come back to me. Up. No, she no, she did like a cover of like a. How da- many Vanessa Hudgens songs will I sing that, until <laughs> Luke gets? There's a song up about one. dancing that she does. It's all right. It's sneaker night. No, that's like, what it is. It says dance in it somewhere. Like it's like I thought they used. Come it. dance with me. Yeah, maybe like that. There's one. I we're gonna. That's get what I'm talking about. We're the next we're gonna play at the break. Go. No, there's no break. It's just an award show. There's no break. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that just that's your pick. That's mine. Um, I and to the point about Allie Pennington, she does nothing in that movie for me. Is she's Idiot. entirely pointless to the narrative, aside from the fact they make her King Arthur at the end. That's when the only time she becomes important to that story. But and then she sees them cheating and she doesn't tell. And who? Like what well, did the audience vote as worst protagonist? Guys. Is Gabriella Montez. Oh my god, <laughs> finally. I will say it was really close. Look at this. 40 to 38% Charlie Boyle mm, versus Gabriella Montez. <laughs> but I'm, I, I, here's the thing. Here's what I will say. To differentiate this awards from last year's awards, um, not as many close scrapes as last year. There were some clear winners. Uh, and uh, Clear losers. Clear losers. Um so that's worst protagonist. So let's move on to the best protagonist. This is the one that I was like, there is not a lot of options. Yes. I don't love all of our It's difficult to find. It is also a difficult category to fill. Number one is Marnie Cromwell. Back on the list after a disappointing showing. Oh, not on, a great second season. Not a great. But, but came back. Big, from, Halloween Town 2, not her best showing. She came back. Halloween Town 3, still a little bit of an idiot. Still not that good at still magic. Still trying to get fucked. Yeah. But she, you know what? She was there. She was here for it. She was involved in the narrative. And I dug it and her Kimberly J. Brown skinny scars Kimberly J. Brown freaking killed it and the fact that it's her last movie makes me upset Uh, next up is Mitchie Torres from Camp Rock Emma's giving a rock on sign we rock Um, number two um, nope number three (laughs) is Johnny Capahala from the titular Johnny Capahala Back Pono. on board. <laughs> Pono. And number four is Troy Bolton from High School Musical. Something about, like, I don't even know what it is, you guys. We watched this movie so long ago. Like, when I hear the name Tro- Troy Bolton, like, a tingle comes up my spine. <laughs> well, it's your vote first, Emma. Um, Mitchie, Troy, Johnny, and Mari. So many choices. Tough. This is actually a pretty stacked category. It's also, not... I think, the first time we've ever had an even split of females to male characters in the best protagonist category. Ladies doing it for themselves. <laughs> Another rock hand, rock and symbol. Um, you got to start doing hand me. symbols. It's not gonna be Johnny Cavallo because I just don't give a shit. Um, I wish Marnie was a little bit smarter about where she's throwing that coochie because, again, she cannot stop flirting with guys <laughs> that might possibly murder all of her friends. But relatable queen, same, same, same. Um, <laughs> um, so they need to have the Halloween Town sex talk with Marty at some point. It's like you can't just throw it around. Yeah, when do they have that talk? Mm-hmm. Maybe into Sarah Paxton. But well, um, when she goes, she's going to college and that, so it would make sense to wait. give her magic condoms. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with. It, okay, the condoms would be bad. The condoms would be made of spider webs or something. Let's disgusting. be real. It's Halloween Town. <laughs> Creatures and spooks. Ghosts. <laughs> Ghost flesh. Um, <laughs> I think my answer has to be Mitchie Torres. Really? I love Mitchie. I related to her. I felt for her. I her. I don't know. I wanted her. To, I I really resonated. Mitchie, out of all the people, I felt for Mitchie the most, and I resonated with her the most. Okay, that's fair. That's totally valid. For me personally, this is going to surprise everyone, but I'm going to say it. My vote goes to Johnny Capahala. 
And I know Emma's making a horrible face right now, but hear me out, folks. Look, I I, 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 I made my problems with Michi Torres clear in the episode, in our Camp Rock episode. Um, and I'm not her biggest fan. I agree with Emma on Marnie. She's still a little bit an idiot, but she's wonderful to watch. But that doesn't mean she's the best protagonist. And Troy Bolton, obviously, is the big name to drop down here. But the reason I'm going with Johnny Capahala is because, and I talked about this a little, touched on this in the episode, is that the fact that he comes from a very poor showing in the first Johnny Tsunami, and then seven years later, he has grown, he has matured, and he is such a strong character and is so sensible and smart and level-headed. It's just beautiful. Like, we literally talk about how nice it is to have someone who's the protagonist of a Disney Channel original movie who feels like an adult, like yes. a 16-year-old teenager would, who thinks rationally. I, I agree. Like, it's really good and really refreshing, and I want to applaud him for that. And honestly, not that much from Back on Board got nominated. I think he deserves this, 100%. That was convincing. Well, let's see what the audience thought. Oh, we got to do some debating. <sighs> Because the audience gave it 46% to Marnie Cromwell. Guys. And I was going to say, and, you know, I think it was, you know, big big name effect, but freaking Troy Bolton and Mitchie Torres are in here. It's a lot of big names. They must, our fans must love Marnie. And I mean, I get it. Did she win last time? No, well, she was worst protagonist last time. Who won last time? Xenon? No, Brittany and Natasha won. We overrided the audience on that. Yeah, they were amazing. They were the best. So... You're not. I don't think you're gonna be able to sway me to Mitchie, Emma. So either you've got to switch to Marnie, or you got to switch to Johnny. Okay. Well, I'm. I think my argument is valid. Yeah, but I don't love your argument. Um. <laughs> you just said it was convincing. Yeah, for someone stupider than me. Um. <laughs> I think I'll go to Marnie. Yeah, because you love, I love being, a com- and you love being popular. And I love loves, being popular and being liked by everybody. Love being liked by people, but I also do like. As I was saying, like we stay in a relatable queen, like. I, you do, know I do love Marnie. If her she's greatest great. flaw is that she's throwing that cat around, like, it happens to the best of us. I that phrase in the episode, too. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. We all get affected to the wrong guys. Will we all fall for a Lucas Grabule in our day? Maybe. Who's to say? Like, or the guy from American Horror Story. Yeah, crazy murder clown. Who knows? Was he a clown? Yeah, in one of them. Oh, wait, is um, he in every one? I thought he was just in one. He's in a few. I thought he was just in the one season. He's in a few. Okay. Ryan Murphy likes a recurring cast of characters. Sure. Also, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make a prediction right now that anytime this happens and any more words we ever do, where audience votes one thing, I vote one thing, and Emma votes one thing, she's never gonna come over to my side. Yeah, ever. no, no, I'm principal. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um, so that so if you had better opinions. So Marty Cromwell snakes best protagonist out. I'm not a fan of that, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, baby. Let's move on to the antagonists from our protagonists. Okay. I did not love this category, but okay. I think it's a great category because there are some truly terrible villains in these films. Um, First up, we have Merv's Skunk and Maurice from Dad Dad. If you put a gun to my head and asked me what these people look like, I could not It's Phil Lewis, and it's Jason Earls, and it's the guy with the white hair, streaking his hair. Jason Earls in this movie? Yeah, he was the guy with the pompadour who, like, dressed like he was a car salesman, and he wanted to kill Neil Morris and steal his manuscript. Wait, what about those other three kids? They're not, they become heroes. Those aren't the villains? No, they save their lives at the end. Guys, I don't remember how this movie is. <laughs> they, they, look, they dadnap him first, but then they agree to release him, and then a Skunk and Maurice dadnap him, and then they have to stop, foil their dadnapping, and then they deliver him to Jason Earls, and Jason Earls is like, hi, I was the I'm mastermind. I'm now kind of remembering Jason yeah. Earls playing a part. Phil he's Lewis, the manager of the, He's me. the manager of the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, they're... 
Sure, whatever you say. Yeah. Um, number two, Edgar Dalloway from Halloween Town High. Whom's? Yeah, exactly. Um, he's Lucas Grayfield's dad who, like, p- pops five in. Five seconds of screen He time? pops in for, like, five seconds at a time, and at the end, he was like, I was the bad guy all along. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Um, and then we have Mr. Moore slash Mordred from Avalon High. A really poorly set up villain, in my Terrible. opinion. Um, had and, a cane. And he did have a cane. Um, and then we have Dr. Craig from Jet Jackson, who is, I was not sure if I should Terrible. include. Not sure if I should include because he's technically not a real person. He exists only in the world of Silverstone. Well, then that movie doesn't count. In- <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but, so, yeah, he was weird. Remember, remember, remember how he scraped holes through time or something? And he, like, stole cities and everyone's just like, what an inconvenience that the city's been stolen. <laughs> Remember how he wore like long? He was like the Matrix light. He yeah, like, he had those goggles yeah. that went over his eye. Oh, he was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Terrible villain. I'm gonna give Dr. Craig a pass because, as we said in that episode, I like that they established Silverstone as being as a cheesy spy teen show, and so I can excuse the poor villain, Mr. Mordred. I I do hate, but I'm gonna get over it. Dalloway, he's a friggin' whisper on the wind. I don't even care about him. I'm going Merv Skunk and Maurice because. All of their interactions on screen visibly, physically made me feel like my soul was leaving my body and I wanted to stop as soon as possible. And plus, it felt hard. It felt bad to see Phil Lewis fall so far. It felt bad. Okay, so going off of that, I think you're going for one thing. I'm going to go for a different thing. Mm-hmm. As you guys know, like one of my biggest frustrations with Disney villains is... What is your plan? So I'm it's voting true. Dr. Craig just because, like, his plan made literally zero fucking percent <laughs> of sense. And it was infuriating. We had to care about that for so long when his plan was what? He wanted to steal cities, mind control everyone in the cities, and, and then, to like, do, like, take over the world. To do, no. It's a no for of me. Of course. Don't. It's a no for me. He wasn't funny. No. He wasn't engaging, and his plan sucked. And for me, he wasn't. And also, do you remember that the way... They beat him. Also, remember he got shape shifting powers yep. for no reason, yep. Yep. and the way they beat him was like it's a there was a Jet Jackson Mexican standoff, and then they're like, "How did you know it was each other?" And they're like, "We don't we don't really explain that." that yeah, and they set up the eye thing as a way to establish that that's how and they, they don't even they, do they don't that. do that. They don't use it. That's fair. That's actually very compelling. Let's see the audience. Oh, looks like the audience is on Luke's side for once, and they voted for Merv Skunk and Maurice from Dad Nap, so they take the win. God, Dad Nap was a terrible movie. I'll take that out. They were both bad guys. That was was all bad. It was just so terrible. Um, Next up, we have Best Antagonist. You guys fuck this up. (laughs) Um, So when I was compiling this list, I literally turned to Emma and I said, I really feel bad for everyone else that gets nominated because there's only one person that can win. Or excuse me, there's only this one. This better be a land. There's only slide. one. There's only one nominee that can win. As so let's the start. Let's, chicks would say the landslide. Let's start from the. Let's start from the bottom. Down. Let's start from the bottom. First up is is from reading. Is Weep. she even an antagonist? She is, or is because it, she's or the is deep. Jameson Bartlett's biggest antagonist herself. <laughs> well, that's, she is. That's what I'm saying. She's her personified, psychologically scarred next. self. And I Thank include her next. because I think it's a very interesting concept for a villain. It wasn't executed well, but it was good. But it's a good idea. She does nothing next. Uh, next up is I think genuinely. A great villain. In any other year, they could take they this could category take this. easily. Seamus McTiernan from Luck of the Irish. So much fun to watch. Timothy Amundsen just brings... Doing what I want in a good actor who is playing a Disney Channel original movie villain. 
sending it. Cranking it up to 11. cranking it, being as, like, mustache-twirling, crazy manic as I want. Doing a crazy accent. Doing it's beautiful. Doing a crazy accent, slamming beers at 2 p.m., like, everything I want in a villain, like, that dedication, yes. Like, it had this, this wasn't his year. It was not, it was not his, his year. year. I'm, I'm really sorry, but... Um, also, there's Tess Tyler from Camp Rock. Fantastic. Doing the Lord's work, being incredibly thin, incredibly blonde, and incredibly mean. She's very good at making you want to hate her. She sucks. And then she's Is sympathetic at the end. Is this actress very powerful? No. Did you always know a girl like this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think is where a lot of her power comes from. Will you ever forget Tess Tyler? No. No. Great name. Great name. name. It's also our last I name. Love so love I don't know what that says. Also, also, the other thing is just like, the you know, thing I don't love about Tess Tyler is, which we've said this before on like other mm-hmm. movies, it's like, I don't want to care about you. The sympathetic villain turn is- If is, you're my villain, I want you to be- a bitch. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to feel bad for you. And you genuinely feel bad for Tess Tyler by the end. Uh, what I want out of a villain is to be so evil, I love them. And yes. I want, and I care about but them. But for their because, evilness. Because they're so evil. Evilness. I don't want them to be evil and then be like, hey, guess what? You should really care about me and care As for me. As an adult, I think it's because we're old where it's like, I, it's like, oh, I don't want to hear about your broken home. Mm-hmm. Now I don't hate you at all because you're just a child you're, who's from mm-hmm. a bad place. Yes, exactly. You know, you can't, the hate, it's, you want to hate these people. That's their mm-hmm. purpose. And Especially so when, when I her see role. A, when I see a child desperate for their mother's yeah. love, I'm like, how can I hate that Especially child? Especially when her role in the movie is to make you hate her. It's not like she has a grand plan. I mean, she does by the end, but I'm saying like, she's just like, you are going to hate me so you're much. You're supposed to hate her. Movie. And then I'm like, this is a ignored child. How am I going to hate her? But she's done very well well but i mean guys we can't not these the, people are the, the protagonists the, of the movie and that's the, the final problem. the final nominee are of course sharpay and ryan from high school musical and um emma's technically supposed to vote first um are you gonna pick is yeah, I was gonna pick it. yeah. just <laughs> kidding it's sharpay and ryan it's These obvious it was always it was always sharpay movie. and ryan the best part of every high school musical. I'm it's sorry. always been you. They had me at Jazz Square. Mm-hmm. It is every there. God, if we could get Asha Tisdale and Lucas Grabeel to host the Decom Choice Awards, I would die. I would like it would be the perfect, most perfect thing ever. If I could breathe the same air as Asha Tisdale <laughs> for five seconds at this moment. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, Emma and I are clearly both voting Sharpay and Ryan. It's the easiest decision it's I've made on all the year. right side of history. It's the easiest decision I've made all year. Um, let's see what you guys voted for. Not that it matters. Doesn't. Oh, look at that. 63% of the vote for Sharpay and Ryan. And landslide. Seamus McTiernan did put up. I would look at this disparity, Emma. 8% for Tess Tyler, 6% for Iz, 23% for Seamus McTiernan, respectable. Um, Sharpay and Ryan crush it with a 63% of the vote. Yeah, guys. I mean, like, come on. Um, next, next one. Everybody move on. loves a good jazz score. Everybody loves it's a crowd it's favorite. It's a crowd favorite. Let's move on because that was the easiest category of them all. Let's move on to some of Emma's favorite categories, which are the worst and best romances. Love these categories. Let's start and with keep the in worst. Mind, folks, only my vote counts. That's these two categories. Not true. Let's start, of course, with the worst romance because you got to start with the negative. But why? I know because I put it. I, on the, I put it right on the vote. Oh. We always start with worst. Um. So first up, Allie and Will from Avalon High. Oh, Just no chemistry. So much running. So, <laughs> so much fucking running. So much running. flirty running. It was It terrible. wasn't even flirty. It was bad. It, the movie wanted you to think it was flirty. Um, then we have Charlie and Claire from Genius. 
That was problematic. I just made a weird yeah, face. It's just, it's, it's. Seven foot tall Emmy Rossum to four foot tall Charlie. It, bad all around. Um, then we have Melissa and Weez from Dad Naps. Who the fuck is Weez? Uh, Wizard of Waverly Place. The leader of the three kids. David Henry. He had a romance with someone? Yeah, remember they had they bonded over Word Wham and she he took her to prom? Guys, I blacked this whole movie out. I have <laughs> You picked it. Sorry. You made me watch it. Sorry. And his name was Wheeze, and they don't explain why he's called Wheeze until the end of like the oh, post-credit scene. I hated scene. that in movie. The, in the Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe-esque post-credit scene, they explain why he's called Wheeze. And I think it's just because his name is like Wendell or something. I don't know. F all of you guys. You picked it! I don't um, think I did. You did. And then finally, um, both of them from Cowbells. Those suck. <laughs> They're like weird foreign exchange Weird students, foreign exchange And then like guy. Dairy Hottie. The Dairy Hottie who like didn't know how to talk to a person where it was like, she was late that one time and she has a valid explanation, but I don't want to talk to her. That guy was not okay. It was weird. As a woman, I was not okay with him. Oh God, how did the French guy talk where he was like this and he just, he didn't have a French accent. He just said, if you want me to dance, I will dance. <laughs> it was like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast, but even worse Worse. He was like trying to be like sexy Lumiere and there, that doesn't exist. Vote. Vote. Is it my turn? Yeah. I think... Honestly, no. For me, this... I hated the cowbells. I hated Melissa and Weez. Charlie and Claire straight up problematic. Emmy Rossum is better than him. Absolutely. She's a good there's, actress. There's no way that that lasted. Um, but for me, this goes to Allie and Will very easily. Because my thing is, is, that whole movie is about how horny she is for him. And she's like, oh, but I can't because he's dating this girl that's cheating on him. Ugh. And then at the end, she's like, but wait, if I'm King Arthur, then what are you, Will? And he's like, then, no, wait, then what are you to me? And she's like, you're my knight in shining armor, which makes no sense and apply has nothing to do with everything the movie is taking about. And that's the basis of their kiss and their presumably their relationship from here on out. I freaking... Hated it. Had they done it like the book, it would have maybe been on. Maybe You're been just okay. like me. I'm just like you. Finally, I agree with Luke. Fuck this romance. <laughs> I hated this. And in the book, I was horny for it as a 15-year-old. They are miserable together. Mm -hmm. They have the straight-up sexual tension of a piece of stone and a piece of grass. They literally sit under a tree and talk about him becoming president. Yeah, oh, God, I forgot about all the yeah, tree talks. Yeah, so much tree talk. I forgot about that. When they weren't they, running, they'd stop and talk about all They this. don't even have, like, guys, guys. Oh, it's so frustrating to me because it is so easy to write two people having a connection and falling in love. Like, joking, banter, sexy touching. Chemistry. And chemistry. These people, she, like, threw a dead weed in his face at one point and was like, run with me. And then they, like, talked about. Water is wet. And they, yeah, and they were talking about running and like, drinking a lot and then running, like, drinking water. Don't worry. They're not boozing. Yeah. That would make this movie better. And, like, literally, they're, like, under a tree. Like, I just want to be a public servant. Okay. Time to run again <laughs> fuck this couple i hated them and i loved it in the book i hated it in the movie they have no chemistry his american accent is terrible oh, i forgot about the bad american it's accent it's so bad he sounds like he's swallowing a cock the whole time i, I absolutely hated <laughs> okay. these people ah! so Allie and will and i think to be fair i, right, I do think go. that i really only hate them so much because i did like these this book a lot and I really liked it in the and book. They're and they're good I, actors. And they're good actors. But, but they're just not used well, right. And they don't have chemistry. That's so much running. So Emma and I uh, singed this category for Allie and Will. I will say. 
How many times have you run along someone on a track and been like, I'm in love with them? Because that's mm-hmm. what they tried to do to us via montage. That is what happened, yeah. Um, audience gave it to the romances from Cowbells. Totally understandable Totally pick. fair. I'm, I'm with you guys. This was a race to the yeah. bottom. Second, were... second pick was Charlie and Claire. Again, legitimately problematic in 2019, that All whole terrible. thing. All terrible. All terrible. It is no, no bad winner here because everyone on this list everyone's is a loser everyone's a loser next everyone should up, be in jail let's turn to the brighter side let's talk about the best romances <laughs> those that made us feel things made us feel warm and fuzzy that we pulled for first up I we have of course him. the power couple of east high troy and gabriella classic romance that's basically what the movie's about then we have shane and mitchy from camp rock <sighs> different sides of the tracks but bond over their music uh, Marty and Cody from Halloween Town High. Her no, American Horror guys. Story. I I liked them together. He's my favorite love interest of all the Halloween Town guys. Yeah, that's like saying he's my favorite of all of well, Emma's I mean, boyfriends. Listen, they all suck. Listen, I know, like, like I know you love Luke the Goblin as the best. Is your favorite? I love that guy. As your favorite Halloween Town boy, but I think like. Long run, I, I think Cody's the best fit for. She us. dates a bunch of clowns, and that's not even she a date, pun. No, she dates she dates Luke in the first two, then she dates Cody, and then she dates Lucas Grabeel in the fourth. Because further character assassination this by guy sucks. I liked him, uh, except he no, he was creepy. Now that I think about it, I forgot about the he fact was, like, that stalking her. he was stalking her. But then because it was the movie had to red herring us, but then it waits. So it's like wait, so if you weren't red herring us, that he means was just a stalker. Yeah, I forgot about that part of it actually. Uh, and then we have Jamie and Connor from Read It and Weep. Those names could both be male or female. Connor's the Jason Boy. Dolly. Fuck Jason Dolly. I will not vote for this simply because what? What that pansy ass never said what he wanted. No, but the whole his whole arc in that movie is getting up the courage to just freaking tell her how he feels and ask her on the to date to the dance. And he's a ain't ba- nobody got time for that. <laughs> I don't have time for you to wait fucking a year until and I have he, a best selling novel for you to get no, up the courage. He loves her for who she was before. And he pissing he loves her already. For an entire there is movie a lot of pissing about her not loving to him. It's a, like, to his 35 year old divorced brother. Who's dead and a ghost. <laughs> I've convinced him and Susie Q are of the same universe. And like it's like he pisses and moans about her not loving him and he never once tells her that he likes her. Guys this is the hill I will die on. Bury me on this hill. Put a tombstone on it. Fuck this guy. I was fine with it. No. Um, it's your vote first, right? And that's the problem with men, folks. That's how you get ghosts. My vote is for, obviously, the sexual tension that you could cut with a knife, Shane and Mitchie. Yeah. Doing coke on that tour bus months later. Together, making out, getting out on each other. As um, Miley Cyrus and Nick Jonas got on each other right next to him. And Kevin sat in the corner reading. Playing a ukulele. <laughs> Uh, Kevin's such a sweet boy. Protect Kevin Jonas. Tries his best. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I, I, I'm. If you're not awoken sexually by them singing no, each other, the, I need to find no, you. There's, there's no, something. No, wrong honestly, with you. that's not the scene that is made. I'm gonna vote Shane and Mitchie too. But honestly, Woo! it's not because of that the ending scene as much as I love it. It's because of the doc scene where he sings. Or to he's her. shirtless? Was it because he was shirtless? That's what got no, you. No, it's the part where he's like, he's like, hey, I want to show you this song. He's not oh, shirtless oh. in that part. There's that another is, scene where they're the, by the boats where he is. He shirtless. is shirtless. Yes, of course he is. There, um, <laughs> Luke, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we talked about it because you and Marissa wouldn't shut up about it when he was shirtless. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Um, but uh, th- that scene solely, it's the same reason we gave it to. Um, I'm gonna try and say it, and I'm gonna say it wrong. Andrea and you got it. Okay, <laughs> Andrea and Dean. From the last movie, from the Oasis scene, not the, Oasis. The, <laughs> Still the, thinking about it's it. The most, it's the most purely romantic thing yes. ever put to screen 
After the that romance point. scenes in Camp Rock are way this. better. And I'm, and I'm taking my love of Camp Rock out of this. During the pure writing and of the scenes that Mitchie and uh, Shane have of like talking about your interests and like what they like are so much better than, than in the Gabriel's. first high school musical. The, yeah, first. Two we improve. Yeah. But of them being like, this is my secret spot. Yeah, the only, I to this the garden only when genuine, I'm alone. the only genuine like romance scene that I think works is the one where she comes after practice and he like shoots free yes. throws. And that works. barely works. There's a whole popcorn interlude that's so fucking <laughs> I forgot weird. about the popcorn. But yeah, the whole thing when they're on the roof and she's like, remember when we were in kindergarten and we could just yeah, be Yeah, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, their whole banter and romantic talking was written by a straight up algorithm and it sounds Terrible. No, uh, I agree. Shane and Mitchie. Woo! I got to find still, are you. Are they still together in Camp Rock 2? I need to find you. Are they together in Camp Rock 2? I haven't seen it. I saw Camp Rock 2 once when I was in college. And far after it came out, I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, so that's two for Shane and Mitchie. Me and Emma, again, exert our power over you all and uh, make a decision without your input. But let's see what you voted for. Uh, they voted hard for Troy and Gabriella. Um, bitches. Shane and Mitchie bring up second, Marion and Cody third, Jameson and Connor three, so you did get your wish. Not many people voted for him. But now let's wrap things up with what is, for me, always a fun category, personally, because it's just a dumb, fun one to end on. I know um, last year Emma wanted us to include two new categories of best pet and best fake celebrity, but I tried to, and there just wasn't enough to make four. If you want best fake celebrity, give it to Connect Three from Camp Rock. I think it's pretty much the only choice. No, right? guys, it's obviously that elderly black man from Raiden and Weep that was wearing <laughs> a fedora at that party. He was seventy years old. I love that guy. The mom was in love with. That's the winner. And there was decided a... my podcast, my rules. Yay! Fine. And then the best uh, uh, best pet. I'm pretty sure there was only one, which was the dog in Freaky Friday. So he wins by default. Wasn't there a bunny in Freaky Friday? There was a bunny. If you That's give... bunny erasure, bitch. If you want to give it to Presto, sure. I don't, but like <laughs> we should still talk about the bunny. There was the bunny. Excuse me for the bunny. The bunny was more of a magician's prop, though. I don't think Captain's a pet. That. I don't know. That's you thought it was a pet. Anyway, um, so we're moved, we're finishing up, but I promise we'll have more categories next year. But right now, let's finish up with most superfluous character. All of them. The people that left no impact, and we wasted time. Guys, on I read this category, and this was when I was running out the door, and I was like, "Yep, looks good." I don't know who any of these people are. And yeah, you well, I don't think me. it's yeah. So let's start first. We have Carl and Monica from Freaky Friday. Whoops. They're her two best friends. Who we? Who I said? Do they have names? That's what I said. <laughs> I don't did not know. I don't, only knew their phobias, not their names. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We spend time on their phobias and their body positivity issues, and then it's just like, hey, we're okay with our bodies now and then it's like cool and then the rest of the movie happens there was no conflict mm-hmm. wasted all of our time on, a lot of time on them um then we have dr Crickstein from genius Oy. who i would i was not, not sure i should put on here because he is a big part of that movie and he's like charlie's confidant but also like he just like shows up at the, remember how they're like we got to do this otherwise Crickstein we got to do this without Crickstein knowing or he'll be mad and then he shows up and he's mad for a second and then he's like i'm not mad anymore i'm cool now mm-hmm. and i was like what did you and really what did he add to the there movie? was like Point okay, so in that movie, okay, we can't get back into genius, guys. I'll no. lose my mind. But I will say, like, I thought he was supposed to be like, like a a conflict. You know, like he was yes, the person who was gonna get like, mad at him, and then we're gonna have to like be like, oh no, he lost Doctor Crick. No, he's trust. super chill with it. I thought it was gonna be like a big point of conflict. He was just like, yeah, whatever, you can do yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like, it, it was he didn't serve any purpose. Mm-hmm. Had they moved, I thought it was gonna betray his trust. Yes, had they moved him becoming friends with Mike McGregor to earlier in the movie, and then made Mike McGregor his confidant instead of Doctor Crickstein, he. He would, there would be no reason for that character to exist. And there still basically isn't. Um, and then we have Sheldon from Dad Now. Exactly. Um, from the three kids, there was David Henry and Moises Arias. 
Sheldon is the middle one who they just gave the worst lines to, and they spent way too much time. As I remember here when it was like, it was like, let's see, she circled P. Pickles. Um, she must be at some kind Luke, of pickle you're farm. You're saying things, These, and the, the, I have the, no That's idea. a line in the film. That's a line of it. Like they spend an inordinate amount of time on the not funniness of Sheldon, and I hate him. And then lastly, we have. I know where my vote's going. The not by character name. We have artist, artist friend and activist, activist friend, friend from Double Reed A, baby. Woo. <laughs> yeah, they're really not that important to that movie. And the fact that we came up with a sick na- nickname for them, like artist and activist. Yeah. Like, yes. That's why I love them. That's true. Um, I think it's your turn to pick first. Artist so. and activist. Yeah. They served no purpose. The entire whale thing was completely stupid. She did not learn a lesson, really. The thing, the reason I'm picking them to be serious, actually, is that, like, oh, we're serious you could have, hmm, you could have made, like, an actually really good compelling plot point of, like... You could have made them characters. These friends could have been really well drawn and been, like, people you really cared about for bailing on. Or felt like real people that existed. Or with real causes that existed, and they just don't do that. Yeah, what are their motivations in that movie? Being an artist and being an activist. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I do agree with you, but I kind of want to go with Sheldon, just because, like, every time the camera was on him and he was talking... I was like, I want him to be erased from the planet. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, like if you press the button and they press a button, you get a thousand dollars and someone in the world you don't know dies. I, I would hammer the button down if it was Sheldon every single time. And just until you hit him. Just until, until, just, yeah, I just, I just start thinning the herd and just being like, just wait till we get to Sheldon, baby. We'll eventually, we'll eventually hit Sheldon. Like, like I'm, and I'm getting like, by the end of it, I'm not getting any money. I'm just like, at some point, it's People gonna, are just dying. Yeah. You, Luke has, created a genocide. <laughs> uh, well, genocide is targeted. So I'm giving it to Sheldon. So let's leave Audience, what'd you vote for? Close race again. But the audience Why is Why are on. you hiding from me Because again? I'm doing a dramatic, I'm doing a dramatic reveal because I'm spinning around. And guess what? Sheldon wins. They're on my side. With 38% of the votes. Sheldon, baby. He sucked so bad. But that is our last category. I hope... I want to say all of our winners, but some of the winners are technically losers, I guess. Everyone's a loser in this. I've wasted no, an hour of my life. Bart Johnson's this. not a loser. He's a winner, baby. Timothy J. Brown's not a loser. As RuPaul would say, Bart Johnson is a winner, baby. Absolutely. Um, but before we can leave you all, we of course must There's depart. another song I'll kill myself. There's not a song that I'm singing. It's going to start playing in a second. We, of course, have to end. With Sneaker Night? No. With, our, um, with of course, all of the characters that we lost in the past year. It's time for the In Memoriam. <laughs> High School Musical. No one's dead in that, right? We're chill. Is Gabrielle's dad dead? We never see him. Mm, yeah, not mentioned. Um, dad naps. Nobody thinking of him's dead in that. Where's your mom? We, we see the mom. We had the divorce, remember? It was actually yeah, very- this whole movie. It was actually very nice. Halloween Town. Dad's dead. The dad is dead. That's a recurring one. So, but we'll include him. Yeah, the dad's dead. Still dead. Um, Church Jackson? Dad, dad? No, we see we meet the dad. The parents are also divorced in that, aren't they? Divorced. Yeah, the dad's like a sheriff and the mom's like a teacher. Divorced. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Our first complete loss is, of course, uh, Marco's father. And, no, wait, Will's father, right? Yeah. Nope, they're fully married. No, but they're not blood brothers. And, like, which one of the parent dads died? None of them. Yes, no one of them died. He's his stepbrother. Yeah, they, their parents got married. Their parents divorced. Will's dad is dead, and then his Dwarko's dad married his mom. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm like 90% sure Will's dad's dead, so I'm gonna I'm counting it. 
So, we're going to include bonus episodes for this because why not? Of course. Mom's dead. Mom's dead in uh, Life Size. Life Size. Lost it there. Um, she, of course, died and is nearly brought back to life, which is, would have been a first. But that would have been a plus one in the in memoriam category. No one's dead in Genius. We're fine. Cowbell's mom is also dead. Her mom is also dead. Really, they really try and hammer that home when it gets sad, but it just doesn't work because we knew nothing about her. I feel like some leprechauns are probably dead. They don't say it, but I feel like Sheamus Materian killed some leprechauns for sure. Over the course of time, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone dead in Camp Rock? Man, not a lot of death this year. Though. I think dead dad. Bad dad, Freaky Dead Friday. dad and Freaky Friday, for sure. He loved to collect magic hourglasses. Large hourglasses. So much that he found two of them somehow, and they never explain why. Never got Why did they say that he was a magician? And he Could have been so easy and like, to And there was like a Frosty the Snowman situation. Anyway. Um, no one dead. Yeah, I don't think anyone's dead. Unless, except for the brother, 35-year-old brother, who's a ghost. I agree with him to be a ghost. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Susie Q, of course, is dead. Susie she Q. is the main as character well as, is dead. As well as Johnny. As well as the dad. Da- Johnny Angel. Oh, yes, his dad is dead. Yeah. Uh, his dad is dead. There's three her dads. Boy- her boyfriend's dead. No, the grandpa's also dead. Four dads. Man, Susie Q just made up for this whole body count. I was worried we weren't going to have enough for any memoriam, but the Susie Q takes Four us right there. Die. Mm-hmm. That we meet on screen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone's dead in... Well, Sam's mom is still technically dead if we're doing carryovers from Johnny Tsunami. But that was not the same person. That was, Well, it was the same character, not the same actor. But... All right. Well, now I'm honestly nervous, because if we didn't have a lot of death this year, I'm sure the next year is going to be chock-full. But of course... Absolute bloodbath. Thank you all for your service. We'll see you on the other side. And we will see you guys in season four of D-Comedy... Our Brink episode should be up soon. Give it a check out. This is an award show, so we're not going to do a sign-off. What did they say to sign-off award shows? Or what did we say? Oh, go to bed, kids. Yeah, I was going to say, go to sleep, kids. (laughs) Go to sleep, kids. Thank you so much for joining us. Play us out, Johnny. Johnny.